everyone and welcome to The Kate Show. Today I have special guest Sarah of My Goma Studio with us and before we dive into her interview I want to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit more about My Doma. So My Doma Studio is a project management and client collaboration software for interior designers. The first version of My Doma Studio was built to fulfill a personal need because Sarah, the co-founder, was once an interior designer herself. It was at the encouragement of her peers that Sarah turned tech CEO and built MyDoma Studio for the interior design industry. Sarah is passionate about building tools and technology to allow interior designers to grow their businesses. Sarah has previously spoken at leading industry events and tech panels. She's also been featured on the popular podcast, A Well-Designed Business, a shout out to Luan Nagara. She's also been featured in Home Accents Today, Editor-at-Large, and Kitchen and Bath Design News. So without further ado, I bring you all Sarah of My Doma Studio. Welcome to The Kate Show, a weekly marketing podcast for interior designers and home stagers. Hosted by author, entrepreneur, and marketing consultant, Kate the Socialite. Each week, you'll learn helpful tips on how to make social media easier, how to grow your mailing list, and how to simplify every area of marketing and advertising your business. With her blunt, no-fluff approach, Kate stands up for business owners who want real results in their marketing but have limited time or resources. And now, please welcome your host, Kate the Socialite. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of The Kate Show. I have Sarah with My Doma Studio on with us today and I am just super thrilled to be talking with her. As you guys know, she is the CEO and the co-founder of this awesome interior design project management platform. So Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, Kate. Thank you for having me today. I'm so excited to sit down and chat with you. Yeah, I'm glad that we could find a time that works for both of us. I know that we're both busy business owners and we were talking just before we got on here live that uh, we both are managing teams and you know all the little nuances that come with that and I love that you said at first it's all fun and games but then it's like oh darn this is real life (laughs) it's just like yep that basically sums it up (laughs) so Sarah I know that a lot of my audience is familiar with my Doma studio as in they recognize your logo they recognize the brand but What I really want to dive into today, what different countries is your platform serving right now? You don't have to list all of them, but like, I know that it's quite international. Yeah, great question. Um, So it's in just over 50 countries right now. So we are primarily in the U.S. and then Canada, Australia, England, a handful of countries in South America, um, France, did I already say England? I think so. So primarily English-speaking countries, mm-hmm. um, but we are seeing a sprinkling actually being used all over the world. It's pretty cool. That is really awesome. So how exactly did you transition from being an interior designer yourself to running this international online platform? Because that's like a huge jump right there. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever I'm asked that question, I always kind of think back to it. At the time, it didn't feel like a big jump, but now, you know, in retrospect, I'm like, wow, it kind of was. And hindsight's pretty powerful, right? How you can look back. Um, So making the jump, really, it came out of pure necessity. So I didn't grow up planning to be an entrepreneur. I actually was never raised that way. I was raised purely with you go to school, you get a job, you stay at that job for as long as possible. 
and that's just what you do. Um, but I was laid off while working for an interior designer, a great company, um, loved it, learned so much, had my hands in every little part of the business. Um, and I, I was laid off due to not enough work to have two full-time designers is basically what was happening. And so it was when I was laid off that I actually went into business for myself and said, well, I might as well give this a try. I've learned a lot at this point. I've been out of school a couple of years. I have my degree. I mean, this is a good time to try if I'm going to try something. But it was, now it sounds really, you know, planned. But at the time, I was really thinking, like, how can I do this better? I saw where the business had failed that I was working for and thought there's got to be a way to make some reoccurring revenue and basically scale the design process better because it was very manual, right? Like doing services. Um, there was no way a job came in. You had to finish that job before you could really start another one. You can start another one at a certain point, but you can't take on 10 jobs if you don't have a scalable process. It's just mm -hmm. not feasible, right? For two people. Absolutely. Yeah. So I basically ended up going into business for myself and coming up with this idea of productizing services. So a way to sell services online and over and over and over again. Like, mm -hmm. um, and this was back in 2012 or 13, 12, when the idea first happened. Um, and it was slow. It really was never meant to be a platform. It was never going to be sold to every designer and be this software that sold internationally. It had no intention of that. It was really just going to be for myself. But it was through really working with other designers, getting to know people, collaborating online, that I realized the problem I was solving for myself was actually um, a much bigger problem. And maybe other, you know, other designers could benefit from what I was building. I love that. And it's as they say, necessity is the mother of invention. And I like that you say you never intended to be an entrepreneur, because I think it's those entrepreneurs that are the most successful because you're literally taking life as it comes, solving problems. And before you know it, you're already on that road to success. And it's not like you were fighting tooth and nail, like, oh, I've, I've got to get this one point done. You were actually just keeping your head down, doing your job and doing a, a darn good job at it. Thank you very much. Um, I do think some of the best entrepreneurs come from when they're solving a problem that's a personal need. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, you know, I've seen that happen in many different industries and you watch those success stories and it's often just something that, that they're personally dealing with. It just happens to be a problem that other people are also dealing with. You're right. You're not just making up a solution. You're like, Oh, right. Like this is a problem. Let's fix it. Right. You understand the problem. So therefore like it makes it easier to build a solution for it. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you pointed out that when you were transitioning to doing interior design on your own after they laid you off, you started to look at it already the way an entrepreneur would, and that was how can I create something that can be sold endlessly? And I love that mindset. It's one that I apply in my own business. And I know that's becoming a hot topic right now in the design community because exactly as you said, you really can't like do 10 projects all at once. I mean, unless you've got a huge team, but then you have other issues to deal with. So it's like so interesting how you took that idea and then expanded it to the point where it is helping all of your peers. 
that said, could you kind of explain, because this is also a hot topic right now, can you explain what MyDOMA's stance is on protecting their users, especially with the GDPR that was recently released and just all the things that have been happening in the design community that have made designers kind of uneasy. Yeah, I mean, that's such a, it's a tough time for a lot of designers. I know I've heard this, you know, a lot of people are, you know, wondering who to trust and how to trust things. So what I can honestly say is that we're a company built on open communication and feedback. So a lot of people might say this and, you know, but from the very beginning, we've always said that we didn't know the answers to all the questions and that we've trusted our design community to help us get those answers. And then in turn, we exchange that information. Like we keep it open so they know that they're helping us and we're helping them. We've done that from the very, very beginning. We've, some of our earliest beta testers, if they've still got the information, you know, I would sign off email saying, because we're a software built by designers for designers. Like that was our tagline. It was such a founding principle in the company that it's really enabled us to every decision we make to remind us who we're building this for. And so as silly as that may sound, it's like you say, when you, when you're presented with an opportunity or a decision that has to be made, that's pretty serious. You think about who your end customer is and who are you building this for? And I'm still a designer at heart and we're building this for designers. So every decision we make, we truly do try to make sure it's in their best interest. Um, I want to talk a little bit, a bit about the actual data. Like, I don't want to skirt any questions because, mm-hmm. you know, I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah. So we do use and store data, but the information that we use and store is truly just to help us better improve the user experience for our clients, which are designers, and for the designer's client, okay, for their con- the consumer, let's call them. So we're really using that just to better understand and make, make the experience better and to also help the designer run their businesses better. We do not and have not ever sold any data. We do not contact clients. We will never contact clients. That is just, that. there's no need for us to do that. That's just not what we do. And all of that is clearly and easily explained in our privacy policy, which we do update from time to time and we notify you when it's updated. So you can go and you can read it and understand what we're doing and how we're doing things. I love it. And I'm going to ask you another question that was not on the list of questions I sent you a few days before this interview, but I know it's one that a lot of my listeners will be asking me later. And that is, does my DOMA ever plan to sell or do you ever plan to sell my DOMA to any larger organizations or corporations? Such a good question. So I have also been asked that one plenty of times. (laughs) Um, and all I can say at this point is that my intentions with building my DOMA, my DOMA are not to sell it, right? So I believe there are two ways that you run a business. You can build to sell or you can build to create a nice, healthy growth business, which doesn't mean you won't get bought in the future, but those just aren't your intentions. So I hope that answers it. It just means that when the decisions we're making every day that we've made up until this point and we will continue to make aren't about just getting big to sell to be an interesting bio. Like that's not the plan. However, it doesn't mean that somebody won't want to buy us in the future. But I, I really truly believe that you are the company you keep and that we make partnerships with companies that do have the best interests of designers in mind. 
So if a company were to want to buy us, it would be somebody who has like-minded values of us and you know, it has to be the right fit. Yes, absolutely. And you're right. It all does come back to the intentions and you have been very clear and very transparent about the intentions that you have as a businesswoman and, you know, as your brand as a whole. So that aside, because I wanted to make sure we put the listeners completely at ease. Can you explain how my Doma is different from other interior design project management platforms as far as the features and the integrations? Absolutely. Okay. So unlike other softwares on the market, we're, sorry, tickle my throat. <laughs> we're, we're less focused. So my Doma is less focused on accounting. Okay. And well, don't get me wrong. I recognize that accounting is a very big piece of the design business. I believe accounting is quite universal and there are some really good players out there that do accounting superbly. So for us, our focus just isn't on accounting. So if you're looking for an accounting software, my dome is not going to be the right fit for you. But if you're looking for a software that is more focused on client management. So what that means is all about organizing all the information associated with a project. So these could be quotes, sketches, contracts, drawings, permit drawings, all of this information, we store it. We make it very easy for your client to view and approve that those decision-making. And then for the designer and their team to always understand where they're at in the design process, what's been decided on, what has been ordered, what has been approved, what's the next step. Um, it's basically like a big digital file folder of everything. And I would imagine that collaboration that's all built into it really reduces the number of emails, phone calls, Slack messages that people have to send back and forth regarding a project. That's right. Um, So it's a perfect case, right? The client says, well, message or send an email. What paint color did we pick? And has that tile been ordered? And where are we at with the permit drawings? Okay, well, they can send all of that. And they may still ask some of those questions, even if you are using MyDoma. But the great thing is, at the client's leisure, they can simply log in to their account and they can see, okay, the permit drawings have been uploaded into the file. They've been sent out to the city. The Here's the pink, here's the list of products that I'm recommending, right? So they can actually see that information. They can go as far as seeing what invoices they've paid and what hasn't been paid. The goal here is to make the client self-serve as best as possible while also giving them a really good experience. What I really appreciate about this is a designer who is using my Doma ends up looking so, so professional because when their client can log in and check the status of any item, any invoice, for one thing, it, I believe that it helps the designer not have to have an awkward conversation like, um, hey, that invoice, you know, because that's all in there and they can see it. And I like how you mentioned it helps the client self-serve, which of course means the interior designer gets to spend fewer hours managing the client and more hours managing the project itself, which my Doma makes that easy too. So it's like kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, it's just trying to streamline that whole process. So an old um, employer of mine, again, such a great mentor too, actually, um, ran a design build company, a very prominent one in Ottawa. And he gave me some fantastic advice way back when, and I use it every day when we build every feature in my job. And it's not about managing client expectations. It's about exceeding them. 
And he drove me crazy when I was an employee and having to seriously recite this. It drove me bananas. <laughs> if this. But it stuck. And it stuck so much that when we're building a feature for my DOMA, my my clients are actually designers, right? So I want to exceed all their expectations. But then I go one step further and I think about the designer's client. Okay, so what do they need? How do we make this process better to make it make the designer look really good so then they're going to get referrals and grow their business? Hmm. I like that because you're taking a holistic, big picture perspective. And as we both know, when an interior designer is bringing on a new client, especially if they're focusing on high-end design, every piece of their onboarding process matters. And being able to have that new client log in to their MyDoma is just, it's, it kind of gives me chills. So I'm like, you can take a designer who may not have a ton of experience and make them look like they are the most professional person in the world. And it's all completely legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. And so we hear um, a couple different points where they'll say, you know, my clients don't want to log in. Um, I don't want to work online with them. Well, don't. That's fine. You can work face to face. No problem. Go back, upload the information, the decision making, put it in my DOMA. When the project is done, you can say, hey, Mrs. Smith, by the way, I have logged all of our project information. So not just here's a binder of all your decision making. Here is a digital catalog right? So here's your project. Here's your contract, your invoices you paid, the decisions you made. So at any point in time, especially if you're the one buying the product and you're going to be warranting some of that over time, it's a great way for the client to have that, like, you know, a list of everything that they've made decisions on. Um, it, it can work for so many different businesses and the way they want to run them. Yeah, I like how the emphasis is on that organization and collaboration because I work with a lot of designers and I would say, you know, a good like 70 to 80% of them are super organized. And then there is the remaining percentage who wants to be organized. And from the sound of it, my DOMA is a good fit for either because even if someone is not the most organized designer, my DOMA in a nice way kind of forces them to be because it can compile all of that information. So that being said, who or like what type of designer, aside from the organizational tendencies, what type of designer is a good fit for my DOMA? So there are a few different personas that are good for my DOMA when we're talking designers. So first one would be a designer who's just starting out. And we actually hear this time and time again, I'm just starting out, but I don't think I'm ready to use a project management software or should I be using one? Alas, like I haven't had a client yet or I only have a few. And if you have any doubts about using any type of project or client management software, you really should be even in the very beginning because the point of using one will help you get your process all laid out and a system in place, which then you can scale. So let's say you only have one client. Well, you should start using a software. It might feel like overkill for that one client, but the time it's going to save you is going to allow you to go and find another client. Um, and for the, Designers that are just starting out, it's also, it can work for them because, especially well for them, because they can create something called 
uh, design packages. So this is a pretty unique feature that we have where they can basically, again, productize services. So they could create a consultation, a discovery call, an ebook, uh, 10 best paint colors, anything they want. They can create it as a design package and then either sell it for an actual dollar value or they can put it for free and use it as a way to bring in a new client, like a lost leader. Yes. And I know my listeners are probably sick of hearing me talk about lead magnets or lost leaders, like you said, but it's really important. And I love that that is something you had the foresight to build into my Hilma because it just takes the guesswork out even further and the tedious work. So Another question I have for you about the platform is, is my DOMA a good fit for anyone who's not an interior designer or is it exclusively for designers? Another great question. I'm going to team that up with a little bit more of their previous question just because, um, so first answer, it is not just good for designers. So we built this originally for designers and it was, you know, my background in kitchen and bath design and doing additions, but through learning and, you know, growing over the years, we've really expanded it out to now be better suited for interior designers, decorators, and home stagers would be the top three. Um, somebody like, like a workroom or window specialist not ideal. It can work and it would depend on your business model. So we'd encourage you just to have a chat with us. We're open to having a phone call or online chat, whatever is easiest. We need to just learn a bit more about your business um, and see if it really would be a good fit. But so, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, my question is, how would a home stager go about using my DOMA? Ooh, that's a good question too. Okay. So a home stager this, so this is part of the reason why actually it's going to lead into not a question I think you have, but why we don't limit the amount of projects that clients can, or designers can have anymore on my Domo. We used to, we used to have different pricing plans with different caps, but a home stager, for instance, is going to do a significant more amount of projects than let's say someone doing kitchen and baths in a year. Maybe they'll do between five and 10. Whereas, you know, a home stager could be doing like 10 projects a month. Um, so for a home stager, it's really great tool because they can, for the flow, they can use it upfront where a client says, okay, I'd like you to come out. They can actually create the client in my DOMA, grab their, put their questionnaire in, put in the address, the scope of work. Like I'm just going in and I'm going to give a report, no actual design advice or no after service sales. Um, and then they invite the client in prior to the visit and the client can actually fill out the questionnaire, pay for the consultation all up front. And then the home stager gets to the person's home and they do their walkthrough and they take notes and pictures and they're making verbal recommendations. When they get back to their office, they can write that up in a report, add that into my Doma studio. They can include some product suggestions if they're doing any upsell, making recommendations of things that they should buy to stage the home. They can do that as well. And then the client can self-serve at that point. So they now have this list recommendations. They have before pictures, maybe, I don't know if all home stagers do sketches, but if they want to add a little sketch of how they can improve things, but that's basically how they would work. And if the client came back and said, I would like some additional help, they can continue to work on that project in my DOMA. Very nice. So the process that you just described seems pretty clear cut and pretty straightforward. 
for both designers and stagers. But I have to ask because I know a lot of my clients and my listeners often describe themselves as not being very tech savvy. So how tech savvy do you need to be to use MyDelma and how big is the learning curve? It is, in my opinion, I guess I'm maybe a bit biased, but it is really easy to use. Um, It is and has become over the years now, it's quite complex in the, um, the things you can do, but we always strive to make it as easy as possible to do them. Um, we offer every single person who signs up for a trial, we ensure that they are given some one-on-one time with a member of our team to teach them, do overviews. We incur- we do webinars and built-in onboarding to help them understand the software. Um, but from most, we say that the learning curve, I would say if I'm gonna pad it a bit, a couple hours, and they can understand, if they actually were to sit down and do a couple hours worth of my Doma from beginning to end, they would understand it all. It doesn't take a year and it doesn't take expensive training to learn it. We've always built it that we don't want to, we don't want to waste our time on that. And we don't want designers to waste their time on it. Mm, yes. Good point. If people want to get started with my Doma, whether they start with that free trial or they dive right in, what's the best way to do that? So you can go to our website at mydomastudio.com. On there, there's instructions on how to sign up for a free trial. Again, it's fully th- fully free for 30 days. And during those 30 days, again, like we're going to reach out to you. And we're probably going to bug you a little bit just to take advantage of some of that online training and to book a session with our team so we can help understand if my dome is the right fit for you. And it may or may not be, but this is the best time to do it. Like, let's take advantage of those 30 days. Um, Last question for you is, again, kind of a surprise question, but I'm personally curious. What obstacles did you have to overcome when you were growing or launching MyDoma? And as you continue to grow it bigger and bigger, what are some things that like you wish you would have known ahead of time? Ooh, I feel like I've been asked this question many times and I kind of changed the answer because every time I'm asked it, something else has changed and I wish I had known that. Um, So I think the first would be how long it really takes to build the software. So, you know, this has been a couple year process. So we didn't start with an existing framework and just take something and brand it and start selling it. Like we built this, this is my baby, my other baby. (laughs) And (laughs) we built it from scratch and that, that's very time consuming. So if I'd known when I made this decision a couple years ago that this was going to take years to build, I'd probably still do it, but I think I'd be better prepared like that this was not going to be a sprint and it was going to be a jog. Mm-hmm. And just the idea on the marketing that you really need to, and I think you talk a lot about this, Kate, is just about building your funnel and getting to know people and you know that you can't just build it and they will come. It's not about that. You really need to engage with people and build relationships. And well, and it, that, that was difficult to do to build those relationships while also building the software. So yes. if I had known that maybe I should have split my time a little bit more, not just had heads down building software. Um, I think that would have been good to know as well, that it's really important that you engage all the time and never stop, even if you're not ready to show something live yet. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that even though you may feel that you didn't do that soon enough or as much as you should have in the beginning, you still have done a great job of building long-term relationships. You know, it's kind of like 
like dating, you know, you have to put yourself out there and build those strategic relationships based on mutual trust and respect. And I just personally believe that my Doma has done a great job of that. So thank you for sticking with building my Doma. I know that you said it was a long process and I know that it's kind of a process that never ends because you guys are always updating and adding awesome features. But, you know, on behalf of the entire design community, thank you very much. You are so welcome. <laughs> Honestly, like, you know, when we get reviews, that's another thing. So fun note So we actually publish all of our reviews. We don't hide anything. So when we get reviews, like most of them are really good. And I think the other ones are constructive, which is good. <laughs> uh, but we really like, like when you say things like that, it really motivates my team. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to share it with them. Right. Because, you know, it's hard work. It's great work and very, um, rewarding but you know it's when you hear things like that it reminds you you know who you're building for and why you're building it just keep on doing it absolutely uh, so to everyone listening my doma is a team of real people serving all of you guys so there's nothing cold nothing corporate they're not going to sell you out and i just want everyone listening to head over to my domastudio.com and Sign up for the free trial. I mean, guys, you have literally nothing to lose. And a 30-day free trial for a platform of this size is pretty darn generous. So, Sarah, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. Uh, you're most welcome, Kate. I love chatting with you. So, anytime. <laughs> thank you. And I'm going to send all my peeps over to mydomastudio.com. And I will hope to see all of them on the inside. So, until then, guys... Have a wonderful day and remember, keep your marketing simple and your message clear. Thanks for listening to The Kate Show. Please hit the subscribe button and share this episode with a business bestie who needs to grow her interior design or home staging firm. To inquire about our products and services, please visit us at katethesocialite.com. Until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear.